To live impeccably means to live without sin, but let's face it, we all fall short. However, a life of constantly missing the mark is where we find the chaos, the dysfunction, and we forego all of our results. I am your host, Amanda DiNardo, and I created this podcast as a safe space for you to begin this beautiful quest to live, learn, and lead a simply impeccable life. Hello, hello, my friends. I am so happy to be with you today. I am so happy to be looking out of my window right now and seeing sunshine and knowing that it is way warmer outside right now. It is March in New England, but we're finally starting to see some signs of spring. So I hope you are all excited for your week and and what the spring may bring you. And um, yeah, let's dig in. I was... I was um, thinking about this podcast, I'm like, what am I going to title this? And it really does. It just has to be the what if trap. Because gosh, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? (laughs) We just want to dig our heels into what if when we think about future, career, job, goal, aim, version of ourselves. So this reminded me of a conversation that I had with one of my students when I was still working as a school counselor. He was a senior at the time and he just was an amazing kid, right? He was bubbly and just, he was this entertainer at heart and witty and outgoing. And we're sitting talking about post-secondary plans and he's all lit up talking about a communication major opportunity to become a, a, a broadcaster, right? And we're, we're diving into this and he's like, yeah, but you know what? Like I might just major in engineering as my backup. I mean, what? I was like, screech, what did you say? What did you just say? Because as he said it, there was no enthusiasm or sparkle in his eye when he talked about plan B. I mean, that's what it was, plan B. It was a backup plan. It was a safe plan. It was a safety net. It was a more streamlined path that some of his peers were pursuing, so it just felt safe for him to throw that out there as an option. So I had to pause for a moment, and I was like a deer in the headlights, right? Like I said, oh, no, no. No, you're not. He's like, okay. Would we hold on to a backup plan? And I... Oh my gosh, I can just remember how I was like so firm and confident as I said this. I'm like, it becomes a default. And if that's your default, that's exactly where you're going to end up. So so this student and I had actually had a couple of conversations like this, but I really believe this one was what anchored him more in a place of faith, that plan A gets to work out. And he went on to college and he is tossed out his backup plan, and he is thriving in a communication program. Thriving, okay? I mean, this just makes you, me think about how many people go into college or a training program uh, for something that they truly desired, but then they end up in the safe, mediocre place, the stuck place. We, you just feel like, ick, crippled. And you can thank our emotional brain for this self-sabotage. 
our emotional brain has a hard time imagining the future, the future goal, the future career, the future set version of me, 20 pounds lighter, right? This, this future consequence, if you will, of our, our current actions. We, we get so caught up in what if that we start tapping into the emotional brain that just wants to, you know, take the safe route, settle for the plan B, max out the credit card, order the dessert, right? Like (laughs) our logical brain knows what we need to do and what we want, but our emotional brain starts to to show up and then logic just takes this back seat to the turbulent emotional ride that our brain sends us on when we think of an awesome future goal, a future aim. And it, it, it just feels so hard to achieve because it's not in our reality. And then our emotions take over and we get so caught up in the how and the what if. How am I going to get there? How am I going to make connections? How am I going to pass the neuroscience class? How am I going to pass the board exam? What if I don't make money in this career? What if I fail? What if I'm um, just not meant to do this and I'm, I'm lying to myself? How am I going to put on a, an event like this? How am I going to start a business? What if I start a business and then it plummets and I have to start all over again. Like our primitive caveman brain wants to know the answer. Like we want the crystal ball (laughs) and hate to break it to you. Sorry. We don't have the crystal ball. We don't know what the future is going to bring. We can't control the future. So instead, when our brain starts to go there and create all of this uncertainty and discomfort, because we're asking ourselves all of these unanswered questions, our brain attempts to keep us safe and comfortable. Okay? So making the impossible possible right? Bridging the gap between our current reality and that future possibility. It feels so uncomfortable. So we run and we hide and we procrastinate and we buffer and we make so many excuses like the student's excuse that he'd be, he'd just be good at engineering. Fine. And listen, I felt this way in my business when I finally got clear of my, on my goal to create a coaching business. Holy crap. (laughs) The pit in my stomach along with all the mind drama, just showed up. How am I going to have enough time? What if I screw up my kids because I'm so busy trying to build this business? What if it takes up all of my time that you know I don't get to spend as much time with my family? How do I create a website? I've never done that before, right? Now we start to draw from our past because we've never done it before. And we create all the thoughts about that. All the doubt thoughts, all the fear thoughts. Will people like me and want to work with me? Are they going to pay me? Am I going to make money? What if I don't make money? Right? All of these thoughts that create this emotional suffering and could have held me back from stepping in. How many people are being held back right now from being from stepping in to what they truly want, what lights them up, the, the, the ultimate goal, the aim that just feels so exciting, right? Yes, Amanda, you are freaking awesome and you have this burning desire to help people understand that they don't need to sit in their own own emotional suffering. You need to start this business, right? 
It's so easy to say that, but beating the emotional brain feels like this intolerable process because the discomfort just continues to show up every time we take on something new or strive for a big goal. Or there's change that shows up in our reality. And I know when this discomfort shows up within me, in my business, because it's usually when I grab the Swiffer sweeper (laughs) and I start tackling all the dust bunnies. (laughs) Hello, emotional brain. Back up because the dust bunnies will be back. But this business, this book, this weight loss, this dream cannot wait. But we put everything on hold, we stay stuck and stagnant, and we avoid and we procrastinate and we sit in indecision because that feels safe in our brains. It feels safer than actually taking the leap of faith and jumping in. And that false sense of comfort that I get from Swiffering is exactly what our brain wants to do when we consider things that we desire in the future, especially because or, you know, especially when we desire, what we desire is not currently in our life experience. The future home, the future career, the future relationship, the children, like all of the things that that we want, but are not currently in our reality. Bridging that gap between what is and what can be feels so hard because we don't do this. We're not taught how to do this how to truly believe and have faith. And oh my gosh, that's where we find peace. This makes me think of the movie Bridesmaids with, um, oh my gosh, if you guys have seen Bridesmaids, it's such a good movie. But it, the, the main character, her name is Annie. She broke up with her boyfriend and her business. I think the boyfriend was the business partner, but their pastry shop went under and you know, now she's broke and she's single and she's working this dead end job. And now her best friend gets engaged. And now she, you know, can really see this desire to be more purposeful and to be in a loving relationship, right? But rather than using her logical brain to take one step at a time in rebuilding her life, rebuilding that foundation that kind of crumbled a little bit, right? And this is this happens. This is the, some of the life stuff that does show up for us, right? The 50-50, the good, the bad. So instead, Annie, this main character, settles for the safety in the jerk who just uses her for sex. And then she blows her opportunity with this really nice guy because her emotional brain tells her, no, this is too good, too good to be true. What if he's just like the last guy, right? Might as well just stay with the, the, the current jerk. <laughs> and then the spiraling just continues. And then her friend um, Megan shows up, okay, <laughs> to her mom's house because she's living with the mom, right? <laughs> Megan, love Megan. <laughs> Megan shows up and she's like, listen, I'm life. And I'm here to slap you in the face because life is going to slap you in the face. (laughs) And then she's like literally slapping her in the face. And she's saying, I am your life slapping you in the face. Are you going to fight back? And then I'm life and I'm literally biting you in the ass. And she's literally biting her butt. And she's still not fighting back until she finally does. And she slaps Megan in the face. She slaps life back in the face. 
And then she anchors herself in reason and faith and trust. She almost gets angry at herself, right? That that I love that visual in this movie because her smacking life in the face is getting angry. And angry thoughts propel us into action. We don't want to stay there, but we want to sometimes get us out of that despair place, that that pity party, right? That stuck place that, that our emotional brain just wants to keep us in because it feels warm and cozy and fuzzy, even though it creates so much dysfunction. So she stops dimming her own flame as she finally gets angry and slaps life in the face. And then she starts taking these little action steps. She starts doing the things that build trust, that build faith, that build confidence. And they're hard. Sometimes they're hard, right? It feels so hard to do all the right things. And this this reminds me of one of my students, another student who he was in like a, a higher level math class, maybe didn't have the skill set you know, maybe a little bit weaker than his peers. Um, And he kind of recognized that deficit, but he believed he could pass the course. He he, He just believed it, right? And he continued reminding himself that he was capable. And in turn, he was able to problem solve. And that's what happens when we can tap back into our logical brain. We can bust through some of the blocks that the emotional brain wants to keep us in. Oh, you're gonna fail this class anyways. Try to bail, get out, get out fast. No, wait a minute. I'm in this class. I really can't leave. I don't maybe have the skill set, but I know I can pass. Believing what gets to be possible. And then we get to tap into that problem-solving brain. We find ways to maximize opportunities. So that's exactly what the student did. He, He found ways to put himself in a position to pass the class. He stayed after for help. He found some peers. He buddied up with people, right? His, his efforts were met with some scrutiny. There were some, some obstacles. But because he was anchored in this faith, trusting thought that I am capable of passing, I know this is possible. Versus like, oh, screw it, right? Like that's where our emotional brain wants to go. Screw it. I'll never be 20 pounds later. I'm just throwing the towel now. Why do people not get to those New Year's resolutions? Why do they not see those results show up and they quit after two weeks? It's just easy. It's harder to stay anchored in the faith thoughts, the trusting thoughts. I get chills when I think of this student because he was doing exactly what so many of us are afraid to do. Get uncomfortable make some sacrifices, and then believe that nothing is unattainable. Oh, let that sink in for a second. So good. It's, it's really when those aches and pains show up and we just want to throw in the towel and settle for what is easy and what already is. We forget to tap into the gifts and the desires. And and it's just that we haven't manifested them into the world yet. It doesn't mean it's impossible. But when we keep swiffering and playing it safe, how are we ever going to realize what does get to be possible? How does that ever become part of our reality, right? Like, And I use this example with my clients when, when we get so caught up in the how and the what ifs and I use Steve Jobs as an example, and I don't necessarily love 
Steve Jobs or Mac, although I do have a Mac and it's wonderful <laughs> and an Apple. What if Steve Jobs was like, yeah, Apple, somebody else is going to do it. This is so hard. Someone else is smarter than me. Let me just settle for plan B and, and be a poet. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> what if we just anchor ourselves in faith? Think about it, right? And, and in doing that, you step into to courage. And, and you, you almost embrace the discomfort and, and there's this knowing that it's not always going to be easy, but I get to get there. I'm going to get there. So I hope you have the courage to smell and hear and taste and feel plan A the weight loss, the goal, the business, the career change, the children, the relationship. And then I need you to put down the Swiffer. (laughs) As you embrace the discomfort in getting there, because it's so human. It is just so human. And, And if not you, then who, right? Like, think about that. One of my friends actually said that to me as I was considering starting my business. I'm all over the place. And he's like, Amanda, if not you, then who? I mean, that was such a trusting thought in that moment, right? That was such an anchoring thought versus what if, what if, how, 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 right? So when I was playing small and doubting myself, just that shift in that thought of like, if not me, then who's going to do this? got me kind of (laughs) angry. I'm like, no, you ain't going to beat me out. Like, no, you're not going to do, you're not going to live my dream. This is mine. And then in that moment, I kind of leveled up my thoughts, right? I realized that the only thing that was going to limit me from being a big deal in, in the coaching industry and and, and really showing up for my clients and showing up for people in a really valuable way was myself, and my own limiting thoughts about how high the sky really gets to be. So I had to start substituting what is safe and vanilla for certainty that I can make my most abundant dreams a reality. And the only way to do that is to evolve into this like visionary, to really see that life and then believe it. And it seems kind of contradictory, right? Like, oh, oh, just visualizing your life? Okay, great. <laughs> I mean, obviously there needs to be some action, inspired action. But how do we step into inspired action if you are not in alignment with what gets to be possible and you are in the what if, the how place and the settling for the plan B? Oh, yep, I'll just stay 20 pounds heavier. It's fine. It's it's just, this is my life, Right. So I ask my clients to truly envision their life one year from now, three years from now. Have fun with this, okay? Where do you live? What are you doing? How does it feel to be 20 pounds lighter? How does it feel to be adding value to, to, to women who are now transforming their marriages and their families and their careers and, and, and showing up in a bigger way and adding value to those around them, right? How does it feel to be shifting paradigms? Imagine if we all sat in this space for a little while. 
Like just let all the juices flow as you light up your wildest dreams and let them just effortlessly propel you into action, right? I see my ideal body. I feel healthy and free. And what does that look like and taste like and smell like, right? I have peace, fun, and pleasure in my relationships. I'm overcome with joy and presence. And I am full of pride for my talents and my the legacy I get to leave behind, right? And I get to see this clear, bright blue sky and it's just so limitless. I want you to imagine this life. I want you to get so clear. So your action step right now is to jot down what your life gets to look like, feel like, taste like, oh, just, just embrace all of it. I want you to think excuse me, about what that life gets to look like three years from now. I want you to be as specific as possible. I am going to be driving X car and I can smell the leather and I'm going to also be sniffing the ocean air because I'm going to be moving to a warmer climate. I mean, give me all the details. And within this exercise, I want you to find an anchor thought I want you to find an anchor thought like I did, right? If not you, then who? And that applies to my student that I shared um, with you initially, right? Who wanted to settle for plan B. If not you, then who? I want you to find an anchor thought that brings you to a place of trust and faith and gets you out of the what if and the how. And I want you to like post that on your mirror. I want it everywhere, because that's what's going to bring you back. That's what's going to help you take inspired action and actually step in, get out of the emotional brain and take the inspired action that's going to get you that much closer to the desired outcome, that impossible, currently impossible goal. So beautiful. I love you all. This was amazing. I would love to hear about some of your three-year from now lives. So send it to me through email, amanda at amandadzenardo.com. I would love to read them. Please, please, please send them my way. And if you are interested in my coaching programs or interested in any of my workshops or just connecting with me to find out how I can add value to your team or organization or, again, individual coaching, please contact me through my website, amandadzenardo.com, and I will see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Simply Impeccable podcast. To connect with me or to gain access to my transformative coaching, please visit my website, amandadonardo.com, or you can follow me on Instagram at amandadonardocoach. I cannot wait to connect with you, my friend, and support you on this impeccable and incredible journey.